This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care who Low budget. Live, not so live, live, live. What's up, everybody? I see y'all popping up. What's up? No, I I haven't upgraded the lighting. Uh, To the hook, to the hook, Barry says. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear this okay, if it's not too blown out, because we're going to have a call-in guest tonight that I'm super excited about, and y'all are too, and y'all are going to be able to ask questions, and it's going to be fun. We're going to try something. It's not a video guest, but it's a call-in guest, and uh want to make sure y'all can hear that, because the Biloxi Blues was coming out of the phone. Um, hope, y'all, uh, hope y'all could hear it okay. Live, 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 live. We are so live right now. On a Mother's Day, the Mother's Day, Mama's Day, spectacular. And I hope all of y'all are uh, are doing well. I, I'm already seeing comments. I'm a better fisherman than Stupid Darian. I can assure you I'm a better fisherman than Stupid Darian. And we, we proved that in the month of April when we went five for five, our best five for the month. And he took a vicious, vicious, vicious beating, the poor boy. 
And uh, and now he's saying he's starting one in May, and, he, and he's he's already got a jump start on me. You know, thank y'all. He hey he ain't gonna kick me anywhere. A little old, little old boy with them shaved legs, Darian. The, the comment coming in, Darian's gonna kick me in the nuts. It's not happening. It's not happening. Hope y'all are doing well. Hope you hugged your mamas today. Uh, I know not to be Debbie Downer. I, I know I sure would have liked to have uh, liked to have hugged mine today. Was uh, it, it? It was. It was. It, it's been strange, and uh, and but but good. It's been good. And and a lot of y'all reached out to me in the comments on YouTube and on on Instagram and Facebook and things. I got a lot of text messages from friends checking on me today. And uh, that means a lot to me, y'all. So I appreciate that. Of course, uh, for those of y'all who don't know, this is the first uh, Mama's Day without my mama. So it's uh, it's it's definitely been weird, but we've been together as a family, it's, it's, and we had a good day. It's a beautiful day. We celebrated the triple threat. I tried to get the triple threat on here tonight, and she is not feeling low budget live. So tonight, so she is not uh, she's not on here. We need to do another in May, six and a half pounder. Heck yeah, Barry. Heck yeah. Barry's saying he caught him a six and a half pounder Friday night. We need to do another May quarantine catch fest. <laughs> Sean, I like that. Thank y'all for uh, thank y'all for watching. Make sure you give the video a thumbs up. And this is going to be the podcast for the week. I'm actually recording this. So if your questions make it on, you can go listen to this on iTunes later in the week. And you can... Uh, you can you can uh, definitely listen to this. Um, hope y'all all had a great Mama's Day. As I said, hope you treated your mama and your wives, your baby mamas right. You got to do that. I got the triple threat, some flowers. I've talked about this on here before. Um, you know, I'm terrible at gift giving. So this week, I, I kind of knocked it out of the park a little bit. I, I got the triple threat, some Adirondack furniture from the Amish. We got the Amish community here in my hometown. So I got the triple threat hooked up there and then got her some beautiful flowers and things to plant outside. So I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. All right. So I got, I'm going to have a guest, hopefully that will answer the phone. We've talked and it's always a crapshoot with this guy. If he will answer the phone or not, he says he's going to answer the phone. If he's got service, he's going to answer the phone. He's traveling back from Eufaula. He's been down there doing some pre-fishing. And we're gonna get uh, get get his opinion on things going on. Bassmaster released their schedule, and I feel like we're on the edge of seeing some normalcy come back to our little side of the world. Anyways, you know, we've covered the fact that this world's um, gone crazy, but uh, it's definitely. Uh, seems to be creeping back towards normal. Bassmaster released their schedule, and of course, of course, we've got the, uh, as I talked about on last week's podcast, the new MLFLW Super Tournaments. And we'll talk about that because I know y'all want to talk about it. We will definitely, definitely get to uh, get to the MLFLW comments because I want to know what y'all think. I want to I know what you're thinking about this. Um, got some comments coming in about Darian short shorts. I like that. Is Darian the Bernie Sanders of bass fishing? If that if, if that means he's just terrible, then yes, yes he is. Um, tight lines coming in. Did MLFLW raise entry fees to cover their latest mega tournament purses? They announced they did not raise the entry fees. They didn't. So what I was told is they're going to take money from. The BPT tournaments that they're not having sponsor money, and they're going to put that into the purse, 
And then, of course, the uh, hopeful entry fees of the 80 guys. I don't know how many of those 80 are going to fish. I'm hearing mixed from guys. I think you'll, you'll see probably 50 or more fish that. I know all their owners probably will with the exception of a couple. John Cox, I lived in Columbia, Tennessee for three years. Forgot all about the Amish community in Larkspur. Yeah, it's a huge Amish community here where I'm from. I know we're jumping all around. That's what happens when we do live, live with the comments. But yeah, uh, we've got uh, this huge Amish community, and I got the Triple Threat some furniture. They, they make amazing, amazing furniture, and uh, they're really cool little community here in my hometown. Yeah, I, I scored big with that, with the Triple Threat. Any word if the MFLW's anglers that paid entry fees for the different circuits asked for refunds? No, I'm not. You know, this deal, and I, and I talked about it last week. If you if you listen to the podcast, watch the podcast last week, I talked about this at length a little bit um, before it was re- before their press release. Which, by the way, I want to say this. Tell me what y'all think about this in the comments. They they released that press release like 5 o'clock on Friday night stuff. They do that. And you'll notice that with a lot of news organizations, the NFL's like that a lot. If there's something like they want to announce that they're kind of like, oh, they don't want people to get at them about and things like that, they just kind of put it out there before the weekend. And that's what they did with this. It was late on Friday when they announced this. And I saw some negative comments. A lot of y'all were tagging me in the comments. Uh, and shooting me messages uh, about it and things. And that's why I wanted to do a live this week, you know, get some feedback from from fans and what's going on out there with you guys. Of course, we got 60,000 people watching right now on Low Budget Live, 60,000. And uh, I, I thought that was kind of weird because they don't know what the perception will be. It And and I see Larry Corley here should be interesting. I think it is going to be interesting. And I'll say this. There's a lot of mixed emotions with me in this situation. The more I've thought about it, if because I, I see things and y'all know how I kind of cover the sport and the the things that I you know my opinions are from a business standpoint, from working at TH Marine over the years and seeing all that, and then dealing with my own personal sponsors, and then from actually fishing as a pro in the FLW Tour for five years. So that side of it. And then, you know, my friends that are over there and things. So I have lots of different opinions and sides in this thing. Yeah, exactly. When you fire someone on a Friday, that gives the weekend to calm down. Exactly. What's up, Kenny? How's the inside morale on the MLF from the anglers about the super tournament, Brad? Um, so uh, l- let me let me get this let me get this out. So I want to anything that I say on this, I, I am I'm coming from different angles, okay? And I and I know I've got a history with MLF and and the Jim Wilburn thing and all all that. I get all that. That was a moment in time, and it was stupid uh, on his part and all that. But this this could be good. And I heard from an FLW buddy of mine last night that brought a different side of this to me, and he said. Look, man, I had three top tens last year, and I got no love in the sport of fishing, basically. And he works hard on social media, and he really and he's a great angler. He's a great angler, and he said, "I hope that these guys coming in to fish FLW because FLW was made AAA this year, which I've covered, and it was. It's AAA now because a BPT is the biggest thing in the FLW organization." 
when FLW Tour used to be the biggest thing in that organization, comparable to the Elite Series as far as, you know, the levels of fishing and what it takes to get there and that kind of thing, right, on paper. So he said he likes this because he feels like it will bring some more heat to it. You know, my thinking is this. They fought really hard with their format. Half the bass fishing world hasn't hasn't jumped on that bandwagon. Now they're going to take the superstars that everybody knows and loves, throw them back in a five-fish format to fish against really great FLW anglers. I think people are going to watch it. Y'all comment and tell me what you think. I, I think people are going to really pay attention to these tournaments, whether it's right, wrong, whatever kind of signal it's sending. I think that they're going to watch. I do. I know I'm going to. I'm going to watch it. I think that it's it's a slippery slope for them as anglers to pay entry fees again. I don't, I don't think that's smart. If you're a BPT angler, I don't think that's a good idea to show these guys that you're willing to pay an entry fee because that's what it was all built on when they tore down bass and they took some guys from FLW, you know. So I, I think that, that that would concern me as a BPT angler. Now, some of the BPT guys I know are just wanting to go fishing. They're just wanting to go fishing. They don't care. They just want to go fishing. This year's crazy. This is the best case scenario from what they're saying, so they're just going to go fishing. Other BPT guys I know are pissed. They do not want this to happen. They voted against it. They don't want to do it. You know, so the, the live coverage of these is going to be great. It's going to be every day, I think. You know, so there's a lot of positives. If I'm fishing the tour and they pay down to a hundredth place, ten grand after, and I pay the same entry fee, even though it's going to be a little more crowded, I'm in. I think I like that part of it. I like that part of it. So let's see. I imagine sponsorship money is going to drive, with all things considered, asking for refunds for anglers who decide to postpone things. Probably is that far. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying gets get refunds. You know, there'll probably be – I wouldn't doubt there'll be some FLW guys pull out of FLW because of this. Guys that aren't, you know, the caliber anglers that, you know, or feel personally that they're not up to snuff with maybe these guys that are coming in from BPT and fear that they might not get a check now or something. There'll probably be some guys truthfully be scared and pull out. I hope not, but there'll be a few, I would think, may not do that. What's up, Angel Garcia? How are you doing, sir? Good to be back. Good to have you back, Bubba. Nick Boggs, what does this do for the Angler of the Year in MLFLW? Nick, that's a good question. So Nick Boggs is asking, what does this do? Ron Nelson's leading AOI right now. I think, the, and, and I, I need to, I never do research, y'all know that, but I need to look at it. I, I'm not sure if these guys are going to affect the points race. I don't think they're going to. I think they're still going to have their Angler of the Year tournament, and it's going to be separated somehow. Add that to the confusion on a lot of confusing things that they do a lot. But I think they're going to try to keep that separate, Nick, from what I was told from a buddy of mine. Rather watch that than MLF, Brad Johnson. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Brad. I prefer the five-fish format. We'll watch. I'm a fan. Several MFF guys, but the format just kills it for me. All the ex-bass guys going back to five-fish limits. Yeah, Lance, that's a good point. That's a good point. How will they perform? How will these guys perform going back to that five-fish limit deal? Van Dam, Christie, Hackney. I, 
I think they'll catch them, obviously. I think there's going to be some of those guys that come in and get just train wrecked, though, by FLW guys because there are so many, so many guys that are good. And that's Sean Beltran. That's his comment here. In my opinion, I'm going to watch because I want to see some of the AAA guys whoop up on the BPT guys who I feel shouldn't be in the BPT. You're right on that. You're de- you're dead on with that. There, there's going to be some guys uh, – Going to be some guys take a butt kick, and I have a feeling. And then there's going to be some guys like the Jacob Wheelers and the guys that always train wreck them on, no matter where they're at that do the same. Yeah, Jason coming in, they have no effect on points. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to work, which is fair. That's, that's, the, that's the most fair way that it's going to, going to be. Hope the owners bomb. It's like cheering for a rival against the NFL. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I do feel this is a telltale sign that things are tough on them, just like they are everybody. But I think this, you know, being that they bought FLW right before this COVID deal, right before a lot of sponsors are really pulling back, and the fact that maybe they're not making as much money as they should be, could be, have hurt things. And I think that's why you're seeing this instead of, and it's a way to prop up the FLW, which is their investment, and they bought it, and I don't really blame them for that. But I think you're seeing this as a way to prop up FLW and a way to keep from having another BPT event that's no entry fee. I will say last week I said that heavy hitters deal was was qualification only, and it was before all this. And I think heavy hitters down at Toho is, is going to be the whole field. That's right. That's right, Mitchell. LD actually live. That's right. We are we are here. Justin Lear, my buddy, how are you? How do BPT anglers feel that's preach fish care? Yeah, that's another one. So you've preached the fish care. It's the future of the sport. I, that was my thing when they bought FLW. You bought one of the largest five fish organizations. Obviously, there are only two major ones. And you've preached your format, your format, you had the commercial where, you know, you're kissing bass. By the way, low budget live, live brought to you by the fine folks at Startron right there. Somebody asked me what's shaking, what's shaking right there. We're shaking the Startron baby, shaking that Startron tonight. Uh, but you, you had the commercial that was beaten up on five fish tournaments and now you're running five fish. It's all very mixed signal, but Justin makes a really good point here. Money rules everything. And it does the end of the day but it but it does for all of us to a certain degree but it definitely does uh in a corporate greed type feel and environment you know money definitely rules so those guys will just jump around to do you know they're here's the thing what are they gonna do if you disagree you signed a three-year deal and if you disagree other than swindle and polinick who paid this entry fee or this this fee to break the contract and leave you're there so you got to go do it and if you want to fish this is this is what you're going to (laughs) do sounds like bpt is a Derek dooley at the university of tennessee dumpster fire brad we've had so many dumpster fires you can't even really say just a Derek dooley this this is like Derek dooley meets butch jones and they had a baby BPT is the are the patriots of the fishing industry. People love them and love to hate them, and it's all because of their ownership. That that there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. Definitely, definitely. 
Shady car salesman. I've said that. There's some crooked salesmen in that organization. What's up, John Hatfield? Not FLW, MLF would be up a creek. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. You know, they were going to be... Uh, we got 85,000 watching low budget right now. 85,000. Uh, it was... They came in to be the saviors of of FLW was how it was, you know, how, how it was set up and really the timing of it could not have been worse. They strong armed a lot of sponsors. They did not get sponsor money like they thought they were going to get. And now this happened. I, with with having to cancel events and not being able to have a BFL every weekend and not being able to have the Toyota Costa Everstart series and not being able to have all this stuff is really, I mean, it's got the bottom line can't look good. Cannot look good. <laughs> Mitchell says that baby that Butch Jones and uh and Terry Dooley have was Lane Kiffin. Dude, I was on the lane train when he was at Tennessee until he left us in the in the middle of the night. Justin, don't you don't you laugh at my tears, Jay Lear. Yeah, that's right. They could never enforce the get out of jail clause. I don't think they can now. Tight lines. I don't think they can. Uh, I've said that to some of my buddies in this deal. You know, I think that they would have a hard time. I don't know what the contract says exactly. I know in a roundabout way. But I think they would have a hard, hard time. 91000 on Low Budget Live right now. I think they would have a hard time enforcing that for sure now that they're changing it all. They didn't have any kind of stage this year. There are lots of things that they promised that changed. So for me, if I'm one of those guys and I'm looking to get out, I don't think I'm paying that 25 grand. Jason. Jason Thrift coming in. Are you Brian's cousin, Jason? Just came in from the water Saltilla River. It's high. Me and the wife snag for not much size. Let's see. Lance, can I mention any of the new boats that are going to be ran next year? I cannot because I will get a few people in a lot of trouble if I do. Because I'll just put it this way, it will, be, it will be very clear where my sources lie on that kind of stuff, but it's going to be a lot of shakeup. A lot of shakeup. It's going to be crazy. Tony Johnson, how did you and the kid finish in the tournament? So I took HLD, Hudson Lee, if you all the follow the channel, you know, I got a house full of youngins. I'm going to talk about this for a minute, and then we'll get back to all this craziness. And then we're going to get a guest on here and let y'all ask questions. So, me and Hudson, 12 years old, man. I was 12 when I fished my first bass tournament. He and I have fished some father-son tournaments, and he's done well in those little four-hour kid tournaments against other kids, and my fish count for him, but... It's I always let him kind of pick where we go and what we do. We fished a few of those over the years, but since he was probably eight or nine, honestly, this was our first fruit jar tournament against adults for money, and we did not do well. We we caught us eleven pounds, and I let Hudson make a lot of the decisions during the day, and we just couldn't catch a big fish. We got a lot of fish yesterday. We had a massive cold front come through. Woke up to a thirty-eight degree morning in freaking May in southern Tennessee, north Alabama on the Tennessee River. It was brutal cold front. But we, we had an awesome time, man. Hudson caught, out of our first five keepers, he caught three of the first five on a wacky uh, clout worm behind me, wacky worm king, Hudson is. 
So much fun, man. He's still smiling about it today. We had a ball, and he's already asking when the next one is. So I'd say I'd say that we uh, we had a major major success with that. Even though we didn't win, congrats to some buddies of mine, Jeff and David Surratt, winning like they always do. Had a little over twenty pounds yesterday. All right, let me get to these comments here again. VPT format is complicated. Not a good watch. They will change where everybody will go back to bass. Pro bass fishing needs them to survive. Standing alone. I like that name. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, as much as I disagree with things they do, we are at a critical point now where they do need to survive for the industry because now they've got so many guys handcuffed and so many guys wrapped up in this. And now FLW, we lose a lot of good people in this industry overnight if they go out. So I, I think they're smart enough businessmen. I don't think they're going to go anywhere, though. I don't. John Cox, not John Cox from Florida, because we've talked about this before. How many MLFers do you think would bolt if they didn't have contracts? 20. If they could get back to bass. I, I think there's 20 right now. Just my thoughts, my conversations, 20. 10 for sure, for sure, but 20, I think so. Have you heard numbers of who will not be doing the FLW without mentioning names? I'm, I'm hearing maybe like 50 guys, but that's not, uh, that's not a guarantee on that. I'm hearing a couple of the big names that aren't going to, don't like it, aren't going to do it, but, but, but man, people change their minds like they change underwear, so I, and I'm the same way. We're all wishy-washy. All fishermen, we're all wishy-washy, so we might change overnight. Looks like Skeeter jumped off the MLF train, except for one or two guys. They did, for sure. They, their entire pro staff changed this year. Good morning from Bahrain. You stay safe over there, Matt. Good morning to you. 100,000 watching LBL right now. How many pros have contingency deals on their partnerships, paid per derby, fished, et cetera, would you say, putting hurting on the guys? So Jeff Lucas has a really good question. This is a uh, – we'll, we'll ask our guests this too. So a lot of pro contracts are written with contingency money placed on the fact that you're going to win or top 10 or where you're at the points or if you make a championship. So not having events does hurt those, but I would say those are just frozen in place right now. So when these events pick back up, those contingencies will probably stay the same, if that makes sense. Most likely. But a lot of guys are hurting sponsor-wise, and I know a lot of sponsors have put uh, a pause, you know, for a quarter of the year maybe on sponsor money and things like that, monthly payments, things like that. Does TH Marine make anything to keep a 90-horsepower motor straight while – trailering non-hydraulic we sure don't the only thing we have is for hydraulic those steer stops how will all these cancel turnings affect the mlf cut coming next year the cup uh, the red crest i think they're they're just going to take the qual whoever so they've had three tournaments they're going to have two more at the end of the five who however many qualify for red crest that's how they're getting them pretty sure that's how it's going yeah larry 20 is a big number i could be off with that on how many guys would leave but man i don't know <laughs> I'll say this There's a lot of guys With what's going on right now That are like What the hell happened That aren't as rah-rah as they were 
Luke, have you heard any more on the new tournament trail that was scheduled? Up, oh, hang on a second. Right here, look at this. Gerald Swindle, welcome to Low Budget Live. Darkness is spreading. What are you doing? Well, I'm I'm talking to people here on uh on YouTube's and and I hope they can hear you. Y'all give me a thumbs up if you can hear Gerald Swindle right now because he's driving down the road trying to loosen his woes. Yeah. He's got Lulu on his mind. I'm a savage. He's a savage boy. My, I live my, at home with my mama and I wear a crop top and high waist shorts, but I'm a savage. I'm a savage. I've got my thong on on the phone, but I'm a savage. I can't, I can't yeah. deal with you. I can't deal with you. So, okay. There's a little bit of delay between me and you and the YouTube comments, but they're starting to pop in that the G-Man is in the house. G-Man is here. Darkness. Darkness is Darkness spread. Is I am rolling back from Lake Eufaula from two days of Ireland, and I am coming upon the city limits of Guntersville, Alabama. So you just got to the city limits of, of G-Ville? Yes, almost. Ten miles out. Ten miles out. Yeah, people are saying crap just got real with G-Man. G-Man, no, yeah. Justin, there's no class. There, there's a question popping up. Justin Lear says, what's the classic location for 2021? Hasn't been announced yet. It's going to be soon, though, from what I'm hearing. Going to be soon. Yeah, going to be soon. But, be soon. but we got the schedule, and I know you're, you're trying to get home to Lulu. You've been pre-fishing down there. You follow, and follow. you follow, and you've been sleeping in the back of your truck. Tell the folks what it's like to be a real i call the fans of the show we call each other the low lifers so you was you was living that low life down there tell them about it i, I did I, I drove down friday night and i stayed in the back of my uh tundra but i run the crew cab with a five six bed so i have to turn my mattress sideways and let the tailgate down because my feet will stick out but <laughs> i i did I had a guy come over to the campground. It was funny when I pulled up, and I, I was in my black, my jacked-up black truck, the hunting truck. The guy walked over, and he goes, who do you fish for? And I looked over at the boat, and I was like, Toyota? <laughs> he goes, I, I knew you were sponsored. I knew you were sponsored. I just didn't know why you were sleeping in your truck. And I'm like, well, You need well, something to eat? Yeah. That's Dude, he was like, we got a fire, and we got some food. And I'm like, uh, I kind of like it, you know. I'm, <laughs> I, you know, it, it was you and I talked about that kind of laughing. Is I really enjoyed that. You know, it's good, cool night uh, by myself. I just I practice all day. Come in, eat a short little supper, man, and go to bed. But it really does make it fun because that's how I started. I, of course, I didn't have a camper shell and a mattress in there. I slept in a sleeping bag with a tarp over, but. There's something about kind of being a lifer. If you're a lifer for bass and you do this, there's something feeling about road tripping last second, sleeping in the truck. And it was funny because I got the next morning, Leanne calls, how'd you sleep? I said, well, I slept every way but good. But I said, I think it had to do more with the anticipation of fishing. And I'm thinking, I'm 50. It shouldn't be that way. But I found myself like waking up looking at the phone to see what time it was because I Hell, I was excited. I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. fishing. I'm, where do you follow? Lifer. I'm a lifer. You are a lifer, man. You, uh, when we did boats and pros, even though I know so much about you and, and you're one of, 
I mean, one of my closest friends and, and been there for me through a lot of tough times. I feel like we know each other really well. I learned a lot of things about you, telling stories about your your dad and and your brothers and fishing. So you are you are a lifer, dude. It's it's you are the guy that when you leave tournaments and go home, you just fish or hunt. But you just love the outdoors. I, I want to do it like and coming home I was already asking Leanne what I ought to have scheduled this week, trying to plan how much work I could get done so I can get back out on the water. It's just, I, I don't know, man. It, I don't know if that's ever gonna go away. You know, I, I know guys that fish for a living and they're very good, but they don't ever fish when they're home. Yeah. I can't wait till the next time I'm out there. I can't wait for the next bite. Know, there's something about that lifestyle and even you know when you grew up as long as we've done this there was a little bit of your soul was kind of a gypsy that that, that driving oh. in a campground at 10 o'clock at night crawling in the back of the truck it don't mean nothing to you it's just another day that's right you just you, you travel around you know i don't worry about what i eat i just go man i get up but i enjoy the part that that whole aspect of it and it's kind of good to get back to the roots the simple things of just Laying in the truck, man. Don't you think that right now, with everything going on in the world, there's been a lot of people that have gone back to simple? I mean, I, you and I talked about this. It's been good sitting around a table, as crazy as this sounds, because my kids are so busy with sports and all this stuff. It's been good sitting around every night and just having dinner with the kids, throwing a I ball in the you, yard. I bet you there's been more people in the last six to eight weeks actually sit down at the dinner table with their family than they have their entire life. hit a hard reset button a hard pause button so now that we're seeing stuff kind of coming back around to a little bit of normal or at least see it in the future what do you think about that bass schedule man i i want to you know without going too corporate i want to do just say a special thing the trip and the guys at bass for working their butt off to even get the schedule put together because the headache between, like, which city would take you, which whole city. They worked through all that and still provided us with a full-length schedule, which is all I can ask for as a competitor is give me my tournament, the, the time to perform. And Tripp ain't going to have no way. He didn't have much hair, but he's probably got all four of <laughs> her gone now. But it was a massive overtask, and, that, and there were some curveballs in there. But, hey, it's going to push us through the fall. Uh, I did something this year I, I never thought I'd ever do. I let two of my hunt leases go because I knew I had to fish this fall and it was part of my job. And it, it, it's a no-brainer. You know, I love to hunt, but I spent my living fishing. And That's I'm right. kind of excited 
that we're going to fish in the fall. Yeah, it sucks. I'm going to miss the rut, and I'm going to miss a little bit of fall bow hunting. But I'm going to have an opportunity to fish in a little bit cooler water, and the way that I grew up fishing, the way that I qualified for bass was fishing in the fall. So I like the mix-up. Yeah, we're, we, you know, we're going to be in New York a while, but we're going to get it done. But it's going to be a totally different demeanor. It's going to be a little bit different style of fishing. I think you're going to see some guys excel that's going to really do good in the fall. I don't think it's a bad thing for the fan base. No. You know, yeah, I mean, we do have college football starts in the fall, but college football plays one day a week. That's right. You know, so I do think it's going to be good, and I, and I hope it's good for sponsors and everybody else to kind of get the economy back going. But one thing about it, tackle sales, I don't know what's going on up there in Tennessee, but down here in Congressville. <laughs> Them boys is fishing. Them boys is fishing now. Them boys is fishing, so if you gonna get parked at the ramp, you better get there before the crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. Same so, way here, dude. Tackle sales is gonna be, you know, companies like Tackle Warehouse are gonna be booming. I think bait companies are gonna still catch back up quick, but I think we're gonna have a whole new surge of fishermen after because I've seen people coming with their dad and stuff, and you can tell they don't, they, they people don't get to fish. Yes, been a lot of people's first time to ever go out in a boat. Definitely, you know? I've seen a ton Game of it. Changer. I've seen a ton yeah. of it. So there's a comment coming in from from Standing Alone is his YouTube. He says Gerald, the only man to get banned from tournaments at Inland Lake for fishing on the pro circuit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please tell that story. <laughs> uh, you know, it don't look. I mean, we've kind of went over that before. If you, you fish a lot of small tournaments, man, you 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 pretty competitive, and you go out and fish at a pro level. And come by. They had a daytime tournament over there, and it's several years ago. And I had I had you know, I grew up fishing over on Tuesday nights, and that's how we made money. And got pretty good at it. They gonna have my daytime tournament. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'll pay you, Huckleberry. And I had like. 18 or 20 pounds, and like second place was like nine. And that lady said, Hey, if we ever have this again, you mind not coming back? <laughs> she said, These people done said none of them's ever going to come back if you come back. I said, Fair enough. <laughs> so I mean, that's all, give me I, my money. When somebody, well, if somebody asks you like that, you're like, You know what? I don't. That The hard part about that is, and that that's a, we kind of laugh about that, but that's a pretty good topic of like a lot of lakes. Yes. You get, a, you get some young kid or a young gun or a guy there that's super hot and hard to beat, or you got a guy that fishes on a pro level, gets to come home and he gets to fish a little bit. Is how do you ask a guy? Not, I mean, there's a difference in saying we just don't want to fish against you, or saying, "Hey, dude, you you're showing up and people will not come fish against you." But then you're hurting other people. So when someone asked me like that, it didn't bother me. But just to have somebody walk up and say, hey, I don't want you to fish our tournament. We don't want no pros. That that really don't make me that happy. But the way they ask is like, dude, they want nobody else to come back out. So then I hurt 20 or 30 people by not wanting to come. I, I don't bother me. But just saying that people are pro can't fish your tournament sometimes is not always good. Because most of yeah. the time, the pros are so busy, they don't get to fish. I got to fish more at home this year, but like you know how it is, you just drifting home and fishing. Yeah, the guy, you know, uh, you just show up and go, "Hey, I'm going." Yeah, I'm going. But it, that's a fine line, and you, and there's kids, and, and you sit around your age. Guys get on a hot streak, and people don't want to fish against them. 
that that's sometimes just a sore loser. Yeah, it it I mean, is, I, and I've I've looked at guys at the boat ramp before, and knowing I hadn't been to a lake in three weeks or three months or whatever, and have a guy be mad that you're there to fish a fruit jar tournament or something, I'll say, dude, if you're worried about me being here, you were beat before you ever got here. <laughs> It's yep. about catching I mean, fish. I, you're not going to do your job if you're already worried about beating me. That That's not the I point, guess. you know? The, the boys down at Smith Lake down, Wesley Sams and that crew, they, they welcome everybody to come down there and fish. And, you know, Jesse and I hunt together, Wiggins, and I, I'll show up sometime and I'll say, Jesse, I'm going to come down there and fish. It's Saturday. And he'll say, bring it. And I'll say, Jesse, don't let me beat you when I ain't been here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's it's, right. it's kind of a running joke, but. You know, most of the time, those guys are just showing up. And I, I know what people say, but they fish on a pro level. They're fishing against the fish in that lake every day. That's right. The fish in Wisconsin don't know I'm a pro versus the fish in Gunnersville don't know I'm a pro. Neither do they know that you're not a pro or considered a pro. You probably have the same talent as the pros. You just may not have made it to that level and pursued it. Or, or wanted to, right? Or wanted to go to that level. That's a big part of it. You and I both know guys that can kick anybody's ass in the country whenever they got ready to. They don't want to. Look at David Kilgore. He's qualified Absolutely. for the elite. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you look at that and say, my, my brother, it's funny you said it like that because a couple few weeks ago, I got inducted into the Black County Hall of Fame, and my brother Ernie was the one who did the speech where I get ready to accept the award. And he opened his speech up by saying, a lot of people ask me, would, would you want to do what Gerald does? Do you want to be Gerald? He said, let me tell everybody in this room, be real clear. Hell no. <laughs> he said, there's no way I want to do what he does for a living. He said that the, the travel time away from home, the commitment, and everything he missed out on as a kid, he said, see, I don't want none of that. Hmm. He said, I like to go fishing, but I don't want to go to that level. And that's where the, that's where the, the misconception is. That that, so when somebody comes home and fishes against you, it's like, I don't want to come fish against a pro. I guarantee you, you'd much rather fish against me at Gunnersville <laughs> than these two or three boys that live here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, you'd much rather fish against me at Smith Lake than you would Jesse Wiggins or Jordan Wiggins yeah. or Wesley Sam. Exactly, you know? yeah. Yeah, I'd rather fish so, against you at Gunnersville than uh, Scott Keelan or... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got a list of them. And, and with my, you know, because the, the deal is, even a guy that fishes, uh, you know, semi-pro level, he's all on all different lakes. He's usually moving around a lot. So his ability to just sit on top of them and stay on top of them is not always good. That's right. You know, he just shows up. So you got to watch that. When you go somewhere, I'm eyeballing how many of them four or five locals I know I got to beat. Yeah, you know, but for sure. It's funny. Inland uh, Light was, was a lot of fun. My <laughs> nephew Trey went over there. He went over there one other night and he texted me and he said, got the win, G. I said, keep it up, son. You'll be back working at the tackle store every <laughs> you got the wrong last name, boy. They're going to run you off. He said, he said, I had six pounds. I said, you strong, boy, you strong. All right, G, uh, I got some questions coming in from some of these low-lifers that are dying to ask questions. So one person says, G-Man, are you with Arc Rods? I do fish with Arc Rods. I do not have a contract with Arc Rods. I do not have a rod contract with anybody. I have a small reel contract with Lou's, but I'm, I taught the guys at Art. I like their rods. They sent me a bunch this year, and I am fishing them. Now, 
you'll from time to time you'll see a couple more rods laying on my front deck. It could be an old quantum, it could be a thirteen, it could be a rod that I picked up that I just like the action of. But ninety percent of the stuff in my boat's all arc. All right. How do you think from Lance Mabry's coming in asking how will you follow B one and do you have a winning weight guess? That's interesting for me just leaving there. I'm pretty sure it's going to be one offshore. What concerns me about guessing the weight is they have a – I looked at a, a calendar in the store that I was getting gas last night and buying my chicken sandwich. They have a tournament every weekend, and they have a big big tournament the weekend before we get there, a one-week coaster or some tournament. That's going to make the weights I, I think, could throw us off. It should be 20 pounds a day or a little better. But if the continued pressure stays there, I'm going to say 18 or 19 a day to win over four days. But I think it's most definitely going to be one deep and offshore. And I'm not necessarily the guy that says it's going to be one in brush piles. It's going to be one offshore. Okay. So, because we got another question popping up, is the next pass event going to be one offshore? So that answers that. All right, let me get to a couple more of these right here because G-Man is getting closer to Lulu by the minute. And uh, yeah. I know he's been missing Lulu, and it's Mother's Day. And and she's had shoulder surgery, so she's she had shoulder surgery. Yeah, yeah. Casey, yeah. Take she, a Percocet and sing and Cody Jean. You know, y'all just have to know my life. When you call home and your wife's high on Percocet and watching Gunsmoke, and she says, Matt Dillon is a badass. You know that? That's, like, yeah, baby, Matt Matt Dillon's a badass. That's when you know Lou's been, yeah. <laughs> Cause she, she loves her. She, that's she awesome. loves Matt Dillon. That's, yeah, just go in and call yourself Matt. You'll be you'll be yeah. in good shape. Case and Blake yeah. saying, can we get a Boats and Pros two versus two challenge with me and Jay Lee, Jordan Lee versus you and Matt Lee? Can we do that? We, we'll try, Kaysen. We can try that if they ever slow down. They're going to be fishing forever now into the we fall. I ain't, I ain't scared. Man, you'll take on anybody. I asked Riley Green one time if he wanted to go fish against Joe Lee and Morgan Wallen, and he said, well, first off, I ain't never lost nothing to anybody with a mullet that bad. <laughs> I said, fair enough. He said, I, he said come on. Uh, Jason Mosteller, Jason, sorry if I butchered your name. He's coming to Cayuga just to shake G-Man's hand and thank him for what he does. Well, Jason, he'll be there. Uh, I'll be there. He can kind of be, you know, he's he's pretty cool in person, I guess. If you like, if you like people like Gerald, <laughs> we listen. I like Gerald a lot. He's way better than Darian. You're gonna like him when you yeah. meet him. Darian, we Darian. don't like Darian. He's he's a sissy, but G is the real deal. You're going, you're. It's worth. I don't know how far you're coming from to get to Cayuga, but it's gonna be worth the drive to meet G Man, Hunter McKee. This is a good one that only you can answer. How do you keep a positive mental attitude when everything is against you and you can't figure the fish out? How do you pull through? Well, I can tell you what to do at night. I mean, if it's that bad, I have to have a drink. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> the fish are going to test you a lot of times. The hardest thing on the water is to stay positive. And I don't care if you've been doing it 30 years or three years. You just have to kind of always walk back through it and, and literally tell yourself. It, it's not over till it's over. There's plenty of time to recover. The fish ain't participating, but I always try to look at one simple thing. Every cast you make that you don't catch one, I tell myself I'm one cast closer to wrecking them <laughs> every time. 
That's awesome. So the longer I go without catching them, I keep telling myself, you're one cast away, so I'm from wrecking if you fish to crush it. That's awesome. I like that. Y'all remember that. I need that tattooed on my forehead a lot of days. I know that. I'm one fine, boys. I'm fixing to wreck them. But then when I go like 12 trips in a row and don't wreck them, I'm like, geez, lying to me. I ain't ever going to wreck them. I'm going to sail my boat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing bumper cars and I ain't got nobody to hit. Exactly. If G-Man was to enter a team tournament today, who would be his team partner? From Brad Crum. Mr. Crum. Uh, can I ask what? I'm going to say... I'm gonna go with the engine. I'm gonna go with Jason Christie. Jason Christie, y'all do fish a lot alike. I like the way we set the hook, and it just sounds good in the boat, whether we want or not. We break a bunch of stuff. <laughs> That'd be a good team. I, I'd pay to watch that. I'd pay to watch that. All right, uh, Gerald. What do you think from Mike Phipps? What do you think about Santee Cooper in October? That one was a big uh, a question mark for me on the schedule too. I was like, eh. Could be interesting. What do you think? Well, I, I think that's going to wash out as probably be our toughest one. It's been a minute since I've been on the big coop. Uh, I do know how tough it can be after the spawn and the rest of the 11 and a half months out of the year. Uh, I still think you're going to have to be pretty creative. Uh, you're either going to try to get up in that swamp and catch them, or you got to get out in that stand and camera and try to catch them. But that one is going to be a crapshoot. And that truly could be anybody's game. And I'll put a side note that says the man who runs aluminum boat in that tournament that's legal in it probably going to be dangerous. Yeah. Could be a John Coxer tournament. Yes, it could be a John Cox tournament. That's what I'm thinking. Could be, definitely. That that place is so feast or famine. I don't think there there are all of our lakes can be that way. But, dude, I swear, keeping up – because I've only fished Santee one time – but keeping up with it over the years, I don't think there's a lake in the country or, or lakes that in the spring produce mega bags, huge stringers, giant bass, shallow water, heaven. You know, you catch them however you want to when it's right, and then it just goes stone cold. And I'm talking about cricket. Yes, yes. It's. I mean, I'm talking about like Elvis Presley did. Like, they ain't nothing happening. Yes, like. It's the weirdest place in the world. I fished one other time there in the fall, dude, and I found myself throwing a shaking head just trying to get a bite. And I was like, how in the world can I be around this many seven-pounders and suck this bad? Yes. But this that lake's been that away. But that'll be one of them corky tournaments, man. I think you'll see some weird techniques broke out. Could be the first time that Santee's ever been one on a Ned rig or something. <laughs> That's true. Somebody's trying to find a fish, you know, and try to catch them. God, that place is so fickle, man. It is so fickle on when they're going to bite. What do you do on a lake like that when when the bite's tough because you're, you're a runner-gunner, and you can't do that there just because you can't get around that easy? What What's your approach in that situation if it's tough? I mean, do you just hope for the best in the, in the best area where you've had the most bites, or what do you do? I, what I do in those, and, and, and you could almost say like Raver in Toledo Bend can be like that. Yes. When the water's not in timber, you can't run everywhere. You can't just run a pattern. So like at Santee, I'll set the scenario, practice the stuff, not get many bites. I'll find an area that either looks right to me that I get that gut feeling. May not even have no bites in there, but it's somewhere that I feel like this is where I need to spend my time. And I'll put the total motor down and fish. 
Because in those type of tournaments, you're better off going in a straight line fishing everything that gets in your way than you are trying to idle beat things. Because the bites are so few and far between, you, you don't know. So why not just go down the bank fishing everything that gets in the way and then hope that you get two bites the same and you say, okay, there's some root wads here, I'll go flip them. But sometimes when you're struggling and you can't get around, put the trolling motor down and try to beat them with your arm. Just go. Just fish. Now, not, that don't say put it on 10 and go 100 miles an hour. Just fish. I got you. Hey, a lot of questions coming in. Was that Jason Christie with a Y or Jason Christie with an IE that you're picking for your team that, tournament partner? <laughs> that, that's Jason Christie, the engine. The engine. The Indian yeah. outlaw, not yeah. the other yeah. outlaw. Yeah. Chief slap a bass, not the other guy. Chief slap a bass. <laughs> NQS St. Luke, your audio is pretty loud tonight. Yeah, I cranked it up a little bit to try to get G uh, on here a little bit better because I had some comments saying they couldn't hear him as good. So I apologize if it's reverby at all. I'm trying to I'm trying to back off the mic a little bit. Uh, Chick in November, will that be a slugfest or a struggle bus? Struggle bus. Struggle bus. Ten I agree. Two, <laughs> ten, ten and two. Try not to hit the children waiting on a school bus to go <laughs> it in the middle. I think that's going to be one of them. The late's going to be. It took a lot of pressure. I think you might see a couple of good bags, but, you know, the Tennessee River is so overrated sometime in the fall for what I call overrated. People think, oh, it's gunners. We're going to come down there and just mash them or it's chick. It really is never like that. Mm-hmm. They get stooling on really small bait. They get super hard to catch. Uh, I mean, it just really does. It can be tricky. Uh, I think be a lot of fish caught but it won't be like a t- uh, middle of the summer or spring tournament it could be a struggle bus because that lake's gonna be done took a lot of pressure by then yes a new question just popped up what is g's favorite luke duncan song favorite luke duncan song uh, uh your bull riding song rodeo man Rodeo man. That's a that's an old one. I, these folks ain't never heard that. I had to play that on here one night. I ain't never played that. Yeah. I, I thought you were gonna say the one me and you wrote together. That's what I figured I, you were gonna like say. I do like the one we wrote together, but that rodeo man I thought was that's kind of one of them songs that gets you in the mood. It's a little bit reminds you of fishing, what it's like sometimes to be back down. In yes, the it does. How would you fish to get kicked right in the teeth? You're like, well, here it comes, boys, take it. Yeah, I wrote it about rodeo, but it could definitely be bassing, man. That's for sure. That's that's the. Uh, uh, I always listen to low budget live, but tonight, so are the neighbors. Well, I apologize to your neighbors, Caleb. <laughs> hey, does G use live scope? I think I can answer that for him. No, he's a hummingbird. He's a hummingbird man. I don't think he's got him a live live scope. He's got 360 on that thing. I do got 360, you know what? And I'm really learning it, and I like it. I think the more I work with 360 and I watch it, the more I can see just how deadly it can be. And I know that, you know, live scope's a big deal, and there's a lot of people catching fish with it. Uh, but I think the 360 has just as good of, for what I do, I think it's just as good. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's see. Does G-Man still use his Victoria's Secrets mask, your protective mask? Are you still wearing those to Publix, to the grocery store, Piggly Wiggly? Uh, yes, I do. It's, <laughs> it's funny because the lady in Dollar General the other day was really giving me the eyeball, and I looked her dead in the eye, and I said, it's a, a 32 double D, Victoria's <laughs> Secret. And she didn't know what to say. She didn't know whether to laugh, and I just kind of walked it off. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's it. But now i got three masks in here, and I took a picture of them today. 
I'll have to post that on my social just so y'all can get a laugh because I got three different styles. But you know, Lulu did not like me cutting up her bra. She said that was one of her favorite ones. I said, "Well, now you got one boob. I guess you just put it on." <laughs> I tried to convince her I was making two masks, but that didn't go over good. <laughs> God bless you, Gerald Swindle. I love you, buddy. <laughs> go. I, I, it's, are you at home? I am back again. Did we talk you? Did the low lifers talk you right into the garage, into the shop? They, they did, and I love every one of them. They backed me in the shop, and now they've helped me get my way on home, and I can leave them with you, and y'all can go on to talk about how good Darren thinks he wants to be this week. <laughs> hey, what kind of hair? Make now, hang on. Now, Darren and Trey are supposed to be fishing the Alabama Bass Trail on Neely Henry this Saturday. Mm. Do we, we want to make any predictions on two things. Is Darian going to practice? <laughs> no. No. Because the last one, I don't think he, I don't think practice was on the schedule last time. No, the weather's a little better now, though. He might actually leave the house. Uh, one last question. Do you think Carol Baskins murdered her husband <laughs> from Chase He's Asher? Killing. She killed, she killed him. him. She put him in peanut oil, rolled him in tuna fish, <laughs> fed him to the cats. You heard it here. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Peace out, all you Peace out. out. Peace out, G. I'll see, you, I'll see you this week. All right, he's gone, just like that. He comes and goes like a breeze in the wind. Gerald Swindle. If you can only afford one, would it be Talons or Ultrex? Evan Marshall. I think uh, if you're asking that to G, I think he, he runs Talons. I am a ultra uh, talons or ultra. If you could only afford one, talons or ultra. Excuse me, I thought you said talons or power pole. Uh, I would say Ultrax all the way on the trolling motor. You got to. Uh, I would rather have a good trolling motor than a shallow water anchor, probably, probably. And I don't like talons that much compared to power poles. I just don't. They need to call away. Did G find the shad spawn? He's gone. I don't think. Uh, What's up, Northeast Bass Fishing? 121,000 watching on LBL. Live, the Mama's Day Spectacular. <laughs> yeah, Darian's trying to get his wife pregnant. He don't have time for practicing. Practice? We tell him about practice. I Actually, uh, I don't think G was looking around for a shad spawn. He was graphing out deep most of the time. I talked to him a little earlier before he, uh, before he called in. He called me when he was driving, and we we chatted a little bit, and I told him I was doing this tonight, and he's like, I'll just call back. What's up, Terry Sanders? Checking in from Central Oklahoma. So I don't think he was looking for a shad spawn. I think he was looking for brush piles, and he was out there graphing around, as he says, and he was looking for offshore fish, just kind of seeing where they're setting up before they go off limits. That's a good man right there, though. We're always proud to have the G-Man call in to low budget live and – he is a big supporter of all things Luke Duncan, and I always appreciate that. That was that was fun though. So thank y'all for asking questions. I'm sorry if I if I didn't get to yours. I was scrolling and they were popping up, and he was uh, he was on a roll there. He was definitely on a roll. The Bassin Pastor Luke thoughts on FLW and BPT coming together. Actually, I covered this last week on the podcast, and I covered it at the first of this episode. But I'll, I'll tell you again, what's up, Reggie? I don't, I don't, I got, I got mixed feelings on it. There's a lot of things. I think that it's, it's good and 
and bad. I think it could be good for some guys on FLW because it could bring some more eyeballs to FLW when people kind of stopped watching it after some of the bigger names left. I think that could be good. I think if I'm a Bass Pro Tour guy, though, I don't like the fact that i got to pay entry fees and you've been forced on this format down your throat, all fish count, now you're going to go back and fish five fish tournaments. I don't know. It's kind of kind of crazy. What's up, Reggie? Ultrex. Yeah, I'm actually running a Garmin Force trolling motor this year for the first time. I really like it. But if I'm picking between shallow water anchors or a trolling motor, I'm going trolling motor just because it's a necessity, right? Thank you, Reggie. I appreciate that, buddy. Any advice on a good fluorocarbon line on a budget? That, why is fluorocarbon so damn expensive? Can somebody answer me that? Can somebody answer me that? Um, dude, here, here's the thing for me on fluorocarbon. I use a lot of Sunline, and I buy it just like everybody else on Tackle Warehouse or at my local tackle store here at home. But I love Sunline. I like I like Sniper, and I like Shooter. Shooter's expensive, though. So dang expensive. But I like that. But I'll tell you something my, my brother's actually got me on is Red Label Cigar is very inexpensive, cost-effective, and it seems to be a really good line. So check that out. Red Label, Cigar Red Label. And they have different price ranges and different things, but the Red Label seems to really work for him, and I've tried it. I like it. Uh, Berkeley, 100% fluoro as well. It's a really good line. It's not It's not cheap, though. You're right, John. You're right. Shouldn't cheap out your line, but I get where he's coming from because if you buy a spool of Sunline Shooter and it's freaking – four thousand dollars it's it's not good not good uh do i ever fish percy priest lake i've been on it one time i've been on i live about an hour and a half south and i don't know why i don't fish it maybe just because i I avoid the nashville traffic we're going to get any new music out of you in the future chase yes so to that for you low lifers that do enjoy luke duncan music i am writing a lot of new music that's something I have done during the quarantine. And I've got a lot of new songs coming, trying to figure out when I'm going to record them and get get that out to you guys. I'm hoping by the fall, really. And, I mean, we may put out a little deal, six, eight songs. I don't know. But I do have a lot of new songs, and I hope y'all like them. Me and Shannon Wheeler, at Dude Let's Fish. Y'all, y'all follow him on YouTube if you're not. Give him a sub. Makes amazing videos. He works for Missile Bait Company. Great, great, great guy and an amazing musician. Y'all have seen him on a video on the channel. Shannon Wheeler, great guy. And he and I are going to work together on some things. We've been kicking some songs back and forth that I've been writing. He's been adding fiddle parts to and different things. So definitely some new music coming out. And I started working on one last week that I really, 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 really love. And thank you for asking that, Chase. That music is very, very important to me. Very important to me. Chick in June for the FLW and BPT offshore. Yes, most likely, but could go the other way. Could go the other way. That's cool. You should do boats and pros with on High Rock Lake with David Fritz. Love David Fritz. That would be cool. All right. Sniper is worth that. I, I, I agree. I love uh I love my sunline for sure. Love it. Yeah, you hear mixed on that Seaguar Red Label, but man, I you know I've tried it a little bit. I like it. Now, am I going to go flipping with it? Probably not. But like cranking, like the twelve pound line cranking. Yeah, man, 
New music from the original Lowlifer. Yeah, we're going to... Man, I'm writing. I've been writing a lot. Of course, when you go through things in life, you write. I love that. Writing is always like this. It's been an outlet for me. So I like to write. I like to just write lyrics and things. So definitely got some songs coming. Should Bassmaster do a BFL series? Your thoughts? Yes, they should. They should. I've said that forever. That's the one thing that Bassmaster is missing. I do think they need a weekend series. They tried it with the Bassmaster weekend series ran by ABA, but I think they need a through and through true Bassmaster weekend tournament trail. Yes, I do. I do think that. I think that's what they're missing, man. They did the Bassmaster team tournament championship and all that, which is amazing. The federation is great, but they need that. They need that level. Totally need that level. I'd kill for a boats and pros with tactical basketball. We may do that. What's up, brother? Taking care of mama. You got to take care of mama. You got to take care of mama. Northeast bass fishing wait on tackle warehouse to have a sale and load up online. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's see. What's my go-to flipping line with confidence? If it's fleur, I mean, I'm a braid dude. I'm I'm braid all the way if I'm flipping, you know, thick bushes or mats and grass in general. I'm 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 braid for the most part. If I can get away with it, I like sixty braid. Uh, I flip Sunline braid a lot. The FX braid, I really like that stuff. But I flip Power Pro too. Some, but I like the uh, I like to flip when I'm when I'm flipping pitching a jig. I'm like twenty to twenty two. That shooter is nasty stuff, man. It's hard to get it to break. I really, I really like that. Really like that. The people who use Berkeley Vanish. If, I don't think so. Jason, thank you so much for stopping in, man. We're, we're going to call it quits here in just a few minutes, but uh, I appreciate you stopping in, man, for sure. Caleb, Brent, let me make a note of that. Request to have Brent on here. Yeah, Brent's a buddy of mine. I'm sure he'd do it. I, I just haven't... I need to get him on here. Would National Pro Team Trail take off? Maybe 5,000. Uh, dude, here's the thing on that. Would a National Pro Team Trail take off? I, I think so. I really do. It's actually an idea I had this year. I tried to get some sponsors of mine to to start that. I think that would be very cool. Very cool. Let's see. Is the reason if it was – is the reason FLW was struggling because of the amount of series they carried, or is it something Bass could possibly be able to handle? I think as long as you get the right amount of sponsors, you can run those tournament trails. You know, all of this is predicated on sponsorships and participation. If you get enough boats, pay enough money and entry fees, and you have sponsors that can cover it, you can definitely run one. I don't think that's the reason FLW was in any in any. I, you know, financial trouble. I think there were some sponsor issues that hurt FLW really bad, for sure. I do like Sunline Shooter better. I do. I sure do. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Michael wants to know, any idea on, on where the next classic will be? Louisiana. I'm guessing Louisiana. I'm guessing. Should be announced soon, though. Thank you, Sean. 
Should make a GoFundMe page to make sure fun of Darian shorts to buy him some longer shorts. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Which aluminum boat under 30 grand? Man, I, I'm telling you, uh, Ranger Aluminum, of course, y'all know I love my Ranger, but Ranger Aluminum makes some great boats in that price range. Express Aluminum Boats makes some great boats in that price range. Vexus makes a great aluminum boat in that price range. I think any of those, you, can, you can't go wrong there for, for me. Great companies, great people. Let's see. Marshaled for Brent Ayler at Toledo Bend. He was one of the best I rode with. Yeah, he he's Barry. He Brent Brent's the real deal. Great guy. Doesn't Bass have a boycott on Louisiana? I don't know. I don't know about that. Bring the classic to Logan Martin. I'm with that program. Love that Coosa River. Tyler Ramsey. Does Bass see the club level as their level of BFLs? They probably see the federation as that more. I would think. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Any thoughts on hitting the tournament trail again in the future? And if so, would it be bass from John Cox? So this, that what's funny about that is this week, I really kind of got fired up and, and I investigated, looked at getting in the central opens this year, but I've got a conflict with one of the events. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to sit this out. I'm going to keep sitting out. I'm going to see the schedules for 2021 and, and we'll look at it. But yes, if I do come back, it'll be with bass for sure. And it'll be in the opens, you know. But for me, I, I gotta y'all y'all that keep up with me enough know I've I've been up and down and and changed my mind on things a lot. But you know, for me, right now where I'm at in life and with things going on, if I qualify for the elite series, I don't know that I would I would go. I, I you know I miss I miss I do miss competing at at that level at that high level. You know, the Opens for me, you have a chance at making the Classic, but ultimately your goal is to make the Elites if you fish those Opens. And and so for me, I don't know if if that's something I want to do right now. That's something my wife, Triple Threat, we actually had a long, long, long talk this week about that specifically, you know, what I what I want. And, and she supports it either way. So we'll see. I'll put it that way. I don't think I'm jumping back in this year, though. I don't think so. No, too much craziness. I really appreciate that, John. And I, and I do miss it. I do miss it. I can't lie about that. Luke, did you learn any secret tips while on tour? Yeah, there's, there's some sneaky, sneaky, sneaky little secret stuff that goes on. For sure. For sure. Definitely some sneaky stuff that I'm not going to share with you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I did learn a lot, man. I learned a lot when I fished co-angler. I learned a lot when I fished co-angler. Learned a lot when I fished as a pro. Jeff Lucas, do I know anything about Camus boats? I do. I've actually called on those guys for TH Spring. Great people, great product. Earl Bentz, man, he's built more legendary bass boat brands than anybody in this country. He, he sells them off and, and, you know, starts another one. But they're great, great boats, great boats. I think that I think you'll see Earl with a lot of things going on in the bass boat community. I think you'll see Earl do well with that brand. I really do. He's never failed. He won't with that. Bass has a boycott on all tidal waters of Louisiana. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, it's kind of some weird stuff going on with that. Aaron Martin seems to be doing well. He's posted stuff on his Instagram. I've seen that. And I want to say, so so we're gonna wind it down. 
tonight, guys, for sure. And uh, but, and I appreciate that. I, I promised the triple threat. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be uh, much over an hour. But I, I really enjoyed talking to y'all. It's awesome. We'll we'll try to do this once a week, guys. I promise. I know I say that all the time, but uh, but I want to say thank y'all uh, for everything. But mainly, you know, keep keep guys like Shaw Grigsby and keep guys like Aaron Martin's in your thoughts and prayers. You know, send them good vibes. Whatever it is that that you do in life. I mean, it's uh, this is a short ride, and those guys are going through a lot right now. And man, I know that uh, Aaron Aaron is definitely definitely uh, going through a hard hard time, and it's and it's it's very encouraging, like you said, to see him popping back up on Instagram, and it's it's very uh, it's encouraging. You know, it's hard to complain about things in life like we tend to. Um, when you see somebody like Aaron going through what he's going through. And he, he's got an uphill battle ahead of him, there's no doubt. But he's he's a strong dude and great family. So love Aaron a lot. Want to try to have him on the show. Definitely want to have him on the show. What about stupid Darian showing off the new secret base that aren't out yet? Yeah, here's the thing. I've got those in my garage too. I just didn't know I was supposed to show them. <laughs> I've got the same ones. He's silly. He's all about he's all about pushing the envelope. Does anyone know if the Skeeter factory is back open? Yes, Skeeter boats opened back last Monday, as a matter of fact. They did. Now, if there's no co-angler, why not go back to a slightly smaller boat motor to make it more economical? I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, I think that bass boats got too expensive. I think for your average guy with a wife and kids and busting his butt, making a living that bass boats got too expensive when i came into this if you had a 19 foot bass boat with a 150 on it, dude you were top dog cadillacking and then as the horsepower restrictions in major tournaments expanded to 250 then the boats got bigger the prices got bigger you know that's uh got you know price got much larger and and that's a problem i feel like i think we need to go the other way i do i say that a lot i really i really really do what boat brand would I like to see come back? Ooh. I thought a champion boat was really cool. It was sad to see that one go away when they got bought out. I thought a champion was a great boat. I know that uh, the folks at Charger bought the hull, but like champion was a cool brand. Stratus was another cool brand of Earl's. A lot of uh, bumblebee boats that y'all saw in Boats and Pros. That was a cool brand right here in, in the uh, Middle Tennessee area. Should do a live with Smallmouth Crush. I would love to. I like Travis. Really good guy. What's up with Shaw Grigsby? So Grigsby posts on his all social media a couple weeks ago. He had kidney surgery. They found a tumor, I believe. They found cancer in his kidneys. So he had a kidney surgery. He posts that uh, that it did well and that it, that it went well. So I, I just think, you know, Shaw's got a lot going on with that to say the least to say the very least johnny morris owning tracker ranger and triton prices go up it ain't helping them <laughs> that's as close to a monopoly as we can get in in this little section of the world i was really surprised when that deal went through lordy mercy if i'd have been doing low budget live at that time in life yeah it uh that was that was bizarre you know between bass pro buying cabela's and then him owning all those boat brands, you know, he owns 60, 70% of the bass boat market with those brands. So 
Triton is not out of the fiberglass bass boat business. They're not. You're wrong, sir. You were wrong. That is a uh, that's that's a that's a rumor going around. Now I will say this: they are out of the bay boat, saltwater boat market. They are out of that. They are out of that. But they are not out of the fiberglass bass boat. They're still building bass boats. I sell them a lot of stuff from TH Marine, but they're they're still building bass boats. Ever rode in a Falcon? I have. Justin Atkins, my boy, Jay Atkins. I, li- I like the Falcon. Anthony Gagliardi's got one too. I've rode in Anthony's. I like it. What do you think Johnny Morris's plan is with buying all these boat companies? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Um, it could be a good thing. But, you know... I don't like the idea, y'all know some of my thoughts on on things like this. I don't like the idea of companies getting bigger necessarily, like the corporate kind of feel. And for me, Ranger was always a very family-oriented business and to be thrown into that corporate thing. Same with Triton, you know, which Triton got sold out to Mercury to Brunswick and it changed after Earl sold it. Earl stuck around, but but it changed the feel, overall feel. So I think that's bad if the Ranger feel changes. You know, there's a lot of people that aren't at Ranger that were at Ranger and uh, that were Ranger family. I think that that kind of, those those things are definitely bad. Definitely. Yes, Northeast bass fishing. That is, yeah, that's a BS rumor as far as Triton shutting down as of this week. They're not, they're not, because uh, I've been texted about that a, a million times. That's a rumor. But they did kill the saltwater brand. They did kill that, for sure. Barry Price, Johnny Morris bought out Legend and shut them down. Indeed he did. <laughs> Indeed he did. Indeed he did. Let's see. Where did you learn the most about man bass clubs got to start in a bass club man starting a bass club you can learn a lot as a co-angler in the bfls and things but man i'm telling you bass clubbing you meet some great people you you hook up with a lot of folks to fish and and that's that's how i got my start fishing a bass club with my dad when i was like 12 years old but man i i miss those days i miss those days but you learn a lot all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get hey, you're you're welcome northeast that's just something that you know, I've seen around the internet for sure. And it could change on that rumor about Triton. I don't know. But as of right now, I can tell you personally that that is not the case. Triton Boats is still building boats for the time being. There's a lot of regional saltwater boat brands, and it's hard for companies like Skeeter and Triton to compete in the saltwater market. I would agree with that. There's a lot of smaller saltwater brands out there that do a killer job. Skeeter sells their fair share, though, and so did Triton. Triton sold a lot of saltwater boats, man. Their their LTS series was a great boat in the in the saltwater world. Great boat. But uh, you're right about that. There are a lot of regional brands. Tons, actually. What's your bucket list lake? For me, oh, goodness gracious. I've been so lucky to go so many places. I would say somewhere like Coeur d'Alene out in Idaho, truly. I, I, I love that West Coast. Never been to Clear Lake. I'd like to do some of those lakes out there. Love to go to Coeur d'Alene. Some of those crazy lakes that just loaded with bigs don't get fished a lot. It'd be so much fun. May the force be with you. I like that, Lance. I appreciate that, buddy. Guys, 
I really appreciate everything. After this is over, go watch reruns of the Travel Circus and cry. Wishing we still had the car. Yeah. Chase, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the traveling circus on the uh, the tournament old tournament trail. We had fun with that. Go watch them. Go watch them. Comment on them. I appreciate it. Do you plan to fish any BFLs or regional stuff? Maybe. We'll see. Just depends on what pops up. Right now, I'm having fun, man. I'm, I'm y'all. Make sure you go watch my fishing videos. I'm having fun just going and and um, you know going going fishing, going fishing with my kids. This this has been a wild time with this quarantine stuff going on, this COVID, and and I'm having so much fun just going and strapping a GoPro on and and fishing, man. Absolutely fishing. Thank you, Toby. I appreciate that very much. So, Tyler, I'm sorry. I don't know what's up with the YouTube comments. Don't know. What do you think about the open on Cherokee Lake with the winter drawdown this year, Luke? It'll be one up the river. Somebody will win it in an aluminum boat, probably way up the river, I would say, if I'm I'm guessing. Thank you, Northeast. I appreciate y'all. I do. I, I say that all the time, guys. I appreciate every single one of y'all that comment, that follow this. Even if you disagree with something I got to say, I appreciate everybody that watches and listens. It makes this worthwhile. And... It, it helps me. I like to talk. I like to see what folks have going on, what you think. And uh, I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, very much so. What $20 lure did I lose in that recent video? Oh, I was a jackhammer, stupid chatterbait. I stole one up there in the current and stupid, 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 stupid line just broke. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it was with all with the trailer and everything. It's probably 20 bucks, I guess, for sure. All the way around. I I really appreciate that, Reggie. Very much so. Hey, boys and girls, I'm going to take y'all out with a little Biloxi Blues tonight on live. Y'all get to hear some live Biloxi Blues. I hope y'all have a great week. Be sure to hug your mama. I hope you did today. Always hug your mama. And uh, thank you, Standing Alone. I appreciate that. Yeah, triple threat. She she's texting right now. As a matter of fact, she's about to drag me. She's down there watching that Michael Jordan documentary. She likes that stuff. Uh, appreciate y'all patiently waiting for the next Broads and Pros. It's coming. Tanner and I talked this week. We're putting together a plan to film not one but two very soon. Very soon. It was the red label line. <laughs> no, that was actually Sunline that broke. I promise, Chase. <laughs> you got me though. It's a good callback. I like that. Appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. See y'all next week. Hey, Jeff, email me, lowbudgetlive, number one at gmail.com. Email me. I'll see if I can find you a copy of that. Email me, Jeff. Damn these Biloxi blues. See y'all. It happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. The summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there.
you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.